Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. Well, this is Tim Howard, the host of Reflect the Life You Want, and today I'm delighted to have as a guest Lisa Leith with Leith HR Group. So welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you, and I can't believe you said my last name correctly. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I got something right to t get us started with. That's awesome. So you and I have mutual friends, and one of them and had suggested that we connect, and then there was someone else that... I, did, I don't know, there was something I'd learned a little bit about you, it was in, of interest, and then I, I made a point of going and meeting you at a recent uh, Wilmington Business Journal event downtown at the convention center. Yeah, thank you. And so I went there very intentionally with saying, Lisa, I'd like to have you as a guest on my podcast. I appreciate that. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, so we've got some mutual friends that have a lot of respect for you, and I just thought, well, with what you do and some of my background i bet you we could have a really cool conversation and we could share some things and we could tell people about all the great work you're doing in the community thank you so awesome let's do it well what i like to do is kind of start the show off with my guests just give me a little background about yourself personally and professionally so we, our listeners kind of have some context and we we get into what we're going to talk about okay sure um well i'm a pennsylvania native I moved here in 2008 by way of Manhattan. So after graduating from Penn State um, with a labor studies degree, I actually moved to New York City and um, worked in a boutique law firm uh, at 57th Fifth. So that was awesome. I'll never uh, forget my experience in New York City being a young professional in New York. It was like really a growing, you grew up fast um, in New York. So that was that was fun. And then I took my dream job. I left New York and took my dream job with Corning Incorporated, um, negotiating with the U.S. Steelworkers uh, here uh, at uh, the Corning <laughs> Incorporated plant and um, had a great relationship with them. Did went through several iterations of negotiations uh, on con contract and collective bargaining and then bounced around with Corning across North Carolina um, as an HR manager came back to Wilmington, which once you leave Wilmington, most people never return. So I got, I was one of the lucky ones that got mm -hmm. to come back. Mm -hmm. um, and so loved Corning. I, I still bleed Corning blue. I mm -hmm. highly recommend if, if people um, think about working for Corning, they do it. It's a wonderful company um, with great core values, especially mm -hmm. I know you work with a lot of veterans mm -hmm. and that is a veteran ready yeah. company for sure. Um, left Corning after, you know, a lot of great opportunities to go be the vice president of HR for Alchemy, which was a merger of two pharmaceutical companies, AAI Pharma, which a lot of old Wilmingtonians are familiar with, yeah. and um, Cambridge Major Labs. So it was really sort of like a HR person's dream mm -hmm. to be able to merge two companies together and really create a new culture, a new mindset. And uh, so that was that was fun. And then I had my second kid, and I was like, okay, all this travel. Um, I like my husband. He's like a fun guy to hang out with. And <laughs> I love to see my kids more often. So um, went out on my own and started Leith HR Group in 2017. And the rest is history, having a good time. Awesome. Well, you and I have 
a lot of mutual professional connections based on what that's some true of the stuff many I did. yeah and then the other thing yeah i didn't realize uh, maybe uh i too have done negotiations with steel workers when uh, i used to work in the aluminum industry for many years so that's a primary. badge of honor for <laughs> sure <laughs> I, I worked in one of the, the most challenging uh, cultures with the United Steelworkers in the United States is in Ravenswood, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a rich history there. We won't get into that. But um, yeah, so working with people and especially challenging uh, manufacturing environments really tests your skill set as a leader. It does. Um, and it tests your ability to build rapport with people from different walks of life and backgrounds than yourself. Um, it makes you be a more introspective leader in general, I think. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So you started Leith HR Group. So tell our listeners around you what all does Leith HR Group doing and what's kind of what are you guys kind of really focused on? Well, thanks for the opportunity to share. Um, Leith HR Group started out um, as this concept. I, I had a lot of friends that would ask me for advice, and it was mm-hmm. like, hmm, I bet I could do this on a more formal <laughs> basis. Um, but it's really kind of bringing these big concepts and best practices from Fortune, uh, you know, 300 uh, experiences that I've had and bring them to small and mid-sized business for folks that just don't have access to people because uh, when they can't afford mm-hmm. um, that kind of full-time expertise and we bring it on a fractional basis so that you get that kind of big business mindset um, but tailored to this local approach and and we love our community we're very embedded in the community so we try to like really understand um, you know the economic development efforts that are going into like building these small businesses to become mid-sized businesses and we're really a key partner with a lot of the growing companies in town to make sure that they can be successful and continue to grow and bring jobs to the area mm-hmm. um, but it but it, a, a big part of that especially these days are attracting the right talent yeah. and retaining the right talent and so we help build programs and initiatives around um, attract develop retain Mm-hmm. and some compliance work as well. Mm-hmm. I imagine, too, you're helping them with culture. Yes. Yeah. The clients that we typically work with, like from the top down, the CEOs have already bought into this notion that culture is an important thing mm-hmm. and recognize the fact that, like, everybody has a culture, even if you don't have it, like, formally defined on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. um, that um, even if your culture is, you know, like, quote-unquote, bad, there's always opportunities to tweak your practices and your policies and your actions and your initiatives to mm-hmm. advance your culture and move the needle in a positive direction mm-hmm. so that you can um, get better talent quicker and keep them for longer. And so the CEOs that we work with really embrace this whole notion of like, here's our culture, here's where we want our culture to be, and we need Lisa and the team at Leith HR Group to help us get to like that end yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, living here in Wilmington, North Carolina, as you described, being able to come back here, and I've been here since 2002, and ever since I got here, it's like, how do I get to stay here? Because it's a great place to live. But this is a very desirable place to live and to attract people to. I wonder what it's what it's like now trying to attack that great town. Because we got a lot of firms that are up and coming and growing and expanding and a lot of competition for some of that great talent. Um, What's been interesting, especially over the last 12 months, is that although Wilmington has this fantastic, like, quality of life, um, 
and like innovative spirit and we're growing i mean hey this this rocket ship it's not going to stop but mm. um it is sometimes hard to attract people to come here um because the housing is expensive mm -hmm. and um and our wages are not as high as some um peer cities that we're competing for talent with mm -hmm. so like if you look at a raleigh um or mm -hmm. charlotte or you know, name name the other big cities in the southeast, Savannah. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're a little bit behind on wages and mm -hmm. wage increase, although I have noticed um, with my own clients, like, drastic improvement on that front and sort of competing with the national average or the southeast mm -hmm. average. Mm -hmm. But in general, Corning has, or excuse me, uh, Wilmington has been way, way behind on the mm -hmm. wage. And that has been tricky in trying to recruit people to move their families here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the dynamics we've seen in my primary profession in real estate is that Wilmington is a very desirable place. And there was a statistic back when uh, COVID started and this flexible workspace kind of mindset started to kick in that it was like they had, they reported out like the most moving trucks ever you know, oh, yeah. moving to this area. So. Well, there's that article, right? It was said that, and I don't even know where it was from. Um, it wasn't like a big name, like Wall Street Journal or something, but it said Wilmington was the number one inbound city yes, in the United that's, States. you saw the same yeah. article. Yeah. Yeah. Which it does feel that way. Yes. Anecdotally. Yes, right? it is. It is It is a challenge right now trying to help uh, buying clients primarily. Yes. To find uh, a place to live. Is it getting any better? My clients yeah. want to know. <laughs> <laughs> It is, but if you you know you have a very competent realtor such as myself, that's that, right. That's not, that's not a challenge. We just we just work within the dynamic that we have, and we educate our clients and help them get prepared for what's what's unique now that might be a little different than it was a couple of years ago. But you um, you alluded to you know the last year or so. I wonder if there's anything in the last year or two as we've gone through. Um, some of the changes that come about because of what we've experienced with COVID, if how that, if any way, has changed what you do professionally or serving your clients or helping guiding them? Yeah, I think, you know, organically, a lot of folks have had to um, become more flexible in what feels to them like radical flexibility mm -hmm. when reality uh a lot of like tech companies and progressive companies have been doing this like forever mm -hmm. um but i would say this concept of like rowing with the current when it comes to flexibility versus like trying to you know row the other direction and upstream that's sort of one of the things that we talk a lot about post covid is getting comfortable with the idea that we're not going to do business the same way we did before and even like um, for frontline employees, you know, where we've had rigid schedules like you have to clock in at 645 and you have to clock out by 4 p.m., um, you know, <sighs> treating people like humans and being like, oh, okay, yes, I understand that you have two kids that you need to drop off at school. You can't get here by 830. Is it really going to kill me to let you work kind of a modified schedule of 830 to 530 because that works for you and your family? That's the mentality that we're getting to um, even with sort of entry level um, or unskilled jobs is mm -hmm. providing some level of flexibility for those folks that we've always kind of been hardcore with before. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm all for it because I will tell you one good kind gesture for your employees like, hey, I know you, you know, don't have any PTO set like saved up right now, but it's Friday afternoon. Your kid's got a dance recital. Get out of here two two hours early and make it really special for your mm -hmm. daughter. Um, that goes so far when right. you talk about retention and just like organizational loyalty. Mm -hmm. um, I am I am a big 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 proponent of flexibility. 
Mm-hmm. And I think this whole pandemic has taught us that we can do a little bit better um, treating people as individuals and recognizing everybody's got a personal situation yeah. to deal with. And it's it's kind of no big deal at the end of the day. Yeah, it's it's in, there definitely has been a significant shift in mindset a lot about a lot of things and how we and I think um, you mentioned it a little bit um, earlier. It's like I think the things that are really really critically important to us have become more clear, and those are the things that we've placed more value on. That and maybe we got away from some of that in the past, so it's kind of kind of clarified for us to get back to what's really important: our family you know, and having a quality life rather than just work, 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 work. Yeah. So. And I mean, we're, we're always going to work, work, work. Mm -hmm. Those of us that are like glued to our phone and have this, you know, healthy dose of ambition to kind of like take yourself to the next level or plus one, your, your work life, we're never going to stop doing that. But at the same time, I know like me personally, I, I, for sure, uh, I always knew family was my number one, but like, did I always act that way? No. After the pandemic, like spending a whole month with my husband and my kids and trying to work like all together there and do kindergarten, et cetera. I mean, it, it was eye-opening for me as a young mom. Well, I'm not a young mom, but, like, I have young kids. <laughs> um, but it was fun. And looking back, it's like, that wasn't not bad at all. And it, it taught me that, like, setting, si- setting time aside for my kids is really important. That's why I started my own business in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, all entrepreneurs, we do this because we want flexibility. We don't want to, like, have to work for the man and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like one instance, um, one thing I'm trying to take my own advice here and I'm packing 30 <laughs> days of work into, you know, two weeks here in December because I'm like, never in my life have I taken off the last two weeks of the year to just hang out with my family and I'm, I'm doing it. So I'm doing it this December. I'm very good, excited good about it. Good for you. Yeah. Good, good family first. Commitment to that rest and play with you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, one thing I wanted to ask you a little bit about, I know you've got this new app called Work Talk, and I, I, my hunch is part of that may have been as things have evolved through COVID, but I'm, my understanding there's something around how we engage with employees with this app more intentionally. Could you tell us a little bit about that and how is that helping your clients and uh, what kind of an impact that's making? Yeah, thank you. It's kind of like, think about it as like Leith HR Group technology. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the years in HR leadership positions, coaching, you know, frontline supervisors and executive level folks, I mean, the one thing, if you scrap everything else, like just talk to your employees regularly and mm-hmm. one-on-one, privately, mm-hmm. like notice them as individuals and as humans. And um, we just get so busy, like, dealing with daily fires. We feel like, oh, yeah, I had an interaction with Tim. It was a good interaction. But, like, all Tim and I talked about was work or projects or would you knock off the checklist. And mm-hmm. um, and what we oftentimes fail to do is have a good conversation about, like, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you know what your priorities are? Mm-hmm. Um, what have you gotten accomplished since the last time that we checked in with one another? Are you taking any vacation? Because, by the way, you should. Um, especially here at the end of the year, like everybody's like, oh my God, we have all this vacation people haven't taken and we're scrambling to use it before we lose it. But like, if you just regularly talk to your folks, you keep up with simple stuff like who's taking vacation when and how are they feeling and do you need to kind of like give them some flexibility in whatever area of their life so they can be successful for you. Mm-hmm. But um, Work Talk is, it automates the employee check-in and it does it over an app. And so you think, oh, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of like, having that one-on-one personal human connection. But I'll tell you what, it is an app that fills the gap. Mm. And so when you're like 
your your press for time or your folks are all remote or especially like in healthcare where you've got nurse managers that have 75 direct reports um, there's no there's no way even as if your whole job is like going around and checking in with your employees for like 10 minutes each I mean that's a full-time job right there yeah so it helps um, it allows people to give their supervisor feedback at you know their leisure basically and supervisors respond within the app with their own feedback so it's two-way feedback in the app and um, super easy to use and affordable. So that was the whole kind of point. We've got all these great tools out there, human resources, tools, HCMs, like platforms, they're expensive. Um, we often pay for all this performance management like suites and at the end of the day, we don't use them. We pay a lot of money and we just don't use them because they're complicated and somebody's gotta like manage it. So WorkTalk was really meant to just expedite the feedback process and make sure that we're Simplify touching base the processes for yeah and having like a good positive interaction rather than um you know the the whole idea that came out of this notion that a lot of employees only see their managers like on a one-to-one -one basis when they get in trouble yeah and so like why the heck would i come and tell you i'm gonna get a dollar more across the street when i don't even know you i've never had a positive interaction with you mm -hmm. um so we really like set out to start developing like regular positive interactions between mm -hmm. employees and their supervisors so they had a chance so the supervisor like just had a chance mm -hmm. to save that person before they quit so the whole intent is really to build rapport but also um from a business case standpoint um stop surprise turnover mm. So, well, having been a human resources manager in the past and in a particularly challenging situation, I can I can see the the advantage of what it would have been nice to have some tools like that back in the day, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Well, that's really exciting. So you've got the Leith HR kind of the fractional HR consulting arm of the business. It's more traditional doing these things, but you're going in and helping teams. Uh, and organizations grow and helping them to attract and retain people. Now you've got this tool that you can offer to them that they can utilize to help retain those people yeah. and improve that culture that they're trying to create. Yeah, really keep Excellent. a good pulse on them, what employees are thinking and, and not just like accept their inputs, which is what all survey tools do, right. but it's like actually acknowledge their yeah. thoughts and feedback and respond with thoughtful feedback in return. Well, that's a great segue. <laughs> Because uh, ahead of this show, I s sent to you, you know, the reflect the life you want and the reflect across it, which of those things resonated the most with you. And you said the T, or thoughts are key, think it created, was the one that resonated with you most. And I was curious why, why that was for you. No, I liked you, uh, cha you challenge your guests to really think about this, and you talk about being introspective, and I think, um, think it, create it, I, I, I told you I'm like a get-her-done kind of girl, and um, people ask me all the time, like, well, why did you go out on your own, and why don't you just do consulting through somebody else? It's like, because I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to do consulting my way with a modern approach, and, and so, you know, I, I love philosophizing about like leadership things and and good positive words of encouragement but at the end of the day like if you want to get something done you got to put a plan together and you got to just go execute and if it's 80 20 it's 80 20 um, but you do your best and you just kind of like adjust course and that's what you know that's what I've done with the business and hey I'm not a technology person but at the end of the day I saw like a need and um, with work talk just people not get employees not getting feedback and quitting and saying in exit interviews that like they were quitting because they never really saw their boss and they didn't even know if they were doing a good job and so um, you know with work, it was like 
hey, could I build this app and got in touch with the right people, Wayne Hippo, my partner there at PS Solutions, and we build it. We just made it happen. So, you know, I'm all about you have if you have an idea and you've got the right amount of motivation, a little bit of energy, a little bit of moxie, you can get mm -hmm. it done. Well, I imagine you have that. <laughs> Trying. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I see you saw the gap, the need that existed by working with your clients, and then you went and created a tool to fill that gap. So that's really cool. Yeah, thank you. Excellent. So I would imagine as a, an entrepreneur and a leader of your own kind of consulting-related business that you've learned a lot personally. And I'm wondering the last four or five years now that you've been doing this, what have you learned the most or how have you grown the most personally in what you're doing and how you're leading this business? I... I don't know if this sounds cliche or not, but like um, every single business that we work with, we learn something from. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really sort of like at the end of the day, that's kind of the benefit of working with us at Leith HR Group. It's because we don't just work for one company. We work for, you know, 100 companies across 12 different industries. And so we take a little bit, we take a nugget from here, we take a nugget from there. Mm -hmm. And we're able to sort of pick up on, you know, what employees are really like digging right now mm -hmm. and share those best practices um, and kind of like next level practices with each of our clients to see, hey, maybe this would work over here. It worked over here. Maybe it would work for you. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think just learning from our clients, picking up, you know, I've never been a CEO until I started my own business, right. you know, and it started as like a solopreneur kind of CEO, but watching how people, um, you know, drive accountability with their employees, but have empathy and, um, you know, being very rigorous with goals and tracking those goals, talking about the goals, talking about stretch goals, um, managing finances for God's sake. Like I'm a liberal arts girl. So, um, <laughs> yes, I'm learning a lot from my, my clients about, um, you know, raising money, investments, um, you know, what you do when you do get a little bit of capital, mm -hmm. where do you put it and making good, thoughtful, sound decisions um, around building a business. And that's really what I'm trying to do is build, build both of my businesses. So, mm -hmm. well, it sounds like you're, you're, you're benefiting by providing this service to your client. You're, <laughs> you're constantly open to learning new things. Oh yeah. And then how do you adapt that and maybe go help another client with, uh, maybe a similar challenge or maybe help help them to see something differently than they've thought about before. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. What is, uh, on a per more personal level, what do you think has been something that you've grown the most in as a leader moving from like solo entrepreneur now you've got several people that you engage to help you in this um, consulting services. What, what do you think as a, a leader has been the area you've grown the most? Um, I think just being extremely decisive. I've always been kind of, I remember in my interview at Alchemy, they asked me like head, heart and guts. And I was like, guts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think being, you know, very intentional with my business decisions and like, mm -hmm. um, I'm like a people pleaser. Like I just want everybody to like me. That's like what my personal flaw or whatever. Uh -huh. Um, but being able to say no so that I can be very focused on how to grow the business. That is something that even five years ago, I just, I couldn't say no mm -hmm. and I wouldn't say no. And I, you know, you run yourself ragged at the end of mm -hmm. the day. 
Um, you know, I'm super proud of like the boards that I sit on, the Chamber of Commerce board. Um, highly encourage everybody to be a member. I know you had Natalie on as a guest. Natalie English has been a guest. She's of the, the show. best, yeah. best thing for Wilmington, I swear. Yeah. Um, you know, Cape Fear Museum, communities and schools. I'm a big United Way person, but like at a certain point, you can only attend so many events, breakfasts, lunches, coffees. Mm -hmm. um, and so being able to say no to stay focused on growing the business has been something I've personally grown in. Well, my co-author of the Mirror Book Project, Maria Spears, uh, one of the early episodes of this podcast, we talked about this idea that, you know, being able to say no and set boundaries when you say, if you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So to really get focused around what am I saying yes to? Is it a heck yes or mm -hmm. you, whatever vernacular you yeah. use? Is it something that I'm really enthused about and I can really give my time and my energy and my focus to so that I come at my best and I make the best kind of impact as opposed to being diluted because I'm trying to please everybody by doing everything. So that's been a growth area for her personally and uh, it's something that I'm more attuned to for myself as well. Because it's like, you know, I've only got so much. We were talking about before the show, how, how do you have this energy to do multiple episodes? I don't know how you do this. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, it's, you know, as I said to me, what's energizing for me is I get to meet incredible people such as yourself and learn from and just enjoy it. And it enriches the relationships I have with people. And it's like, ooh. Now I don't know something new. I can go tell somebody else that I just met about, hey, have you talked to Lisa Leith yet? They got this incredible app called Work Talk, and it can help you with your business and employee engagement and attraction and retention, da, da, da. So it, it's um, one of the joys I get to have is to connect people I know with other people because it's like through those relationships that we have, you mentioned you know a few names of people here locally. It's like if you have a relationship that can help somebody else, for me, that's that's cool. Mm -hmm. I get to I get to bless somebody else by saying, "Hey, let me make this introduction to Lisa to this business leader that's struggling with an issue, and I know that you could go in there and help them out." So I, by learning more from you, just as you said about your learning from businesses, about you know how are they adapting the challenges they have within the unique culture they have, and how are they improving their businesses, I get to learn from individuals I have on the show. It's like, oh. I need to connect Lisa with this person because they could really help each other. And so that's that's one of the joys I have of getting to do this. So it's a lot of fun. It is. It's fun. I'm, I, I love the energy. Good for you. You do four of these back-to-back. -back. <laughs> My God. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the, the reflect acrostic and what are you working on for yourself. If, if, like, there's any one thing you've learned to this point in life and you've, you've worked for a number of companies now you've engaged in your consulting services and other companies it's like any one thing that you've learned that you would want to impart to others to reflect more the life that they want to live what would that be um i definitely think uh getting comfortable in my own skin and like my own quirks and my personality and just using my own voice um because that's what helps me build rapport with people um, and and just being an approachable like my normal self just being like my true self uh, mm -hmm. in business has I think actually helped me grow my business and work with people who I'm going to work really well with and probably detract people that I'm not going to work well with <laughs> um, so I think just being my, my authentic self versus you know when you're young you're not confident you try to like you know whether it's put on your mask or whatever you want to say like 
um, to be more mature or get more respect or whatever. But at the end of the day, um, and there's some level of professionalism, of course, as a young person, you have to like uphold. But I think over the years, just um, just trying to find a way to be my true self in mm -hmm. every sense of my life, whether it's personal and my great network of friends and mm -hmm. um, be true with my family, be true uh, with the partners that I work with in business. I mean, it feels great. Mm -hmm. So your true authentic self showing up. Every day. Going. Yeah. I In my coaching business, I work with guys and we really try to discover what is your unique calling and purpose? Because if you're in flow with whatever those gifts and talents that you have that are just kind of natural and it kind of flows easily uh, when you're tr your true self, then you're going to make a bigger impact, mm -hmm. bigger kind of contribution on everybody you're interacting with. And it'll be more fun. It's not to say that there's not still going to be challenges, but if you're working from what your passion is and your, what your purpose is and your big why that drives you to get up every morning and go do what you get to do every day, then, uh, and I think that arises out of who your true authentic self is, that you, you can't be anybody other than Lisa. That's true. Because if you try to be something other than Lisa, you're going you're gonna to come across as inauthentic and you're not going to be as effective as you would be just being you. Because you's pretty awesome. There's only one you. <laughs> yeah, so reflect the life what you want. Just be your true, authentic self. Yes, yeah, big fan awesome. of that. Absolutely. Well, if um, people want to learn more about Leith HR Group or Work Talk and take advantage of your services and get you engaged in helping them in their business, how's the best way to go about doing that? Yeah, I mean, look me up on LinkedIn, um, Lisa Leith, L-E-A-T-H. Um, Give us a uh, explore Leith HR Group on leithhrgroup.com. Explore WorkTalk, worktalk.com, W-O-R-K-T-O-K.com. <laughs> um, and shoot me an email, lisa at leithhrgroup.com. Uh, call text, whatever. I'll, I'll, t I'll, take the, I'll take the calls, and I always return people's calls within 24 hours. So That's awesome. That responsiveness is very, very, very important. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and learn a little bit more about what you do and what your business does and the services you guys provide because now I'll be able to talk more intelligently about it. And uh, I think you, um, with your background and your expertise and what you've been able to learn in your prior life experiences, now that what you're doing is even more impactful. And as this is a growing community, we need people like you that are really stepping in and bringing expertise in the human relationships uh, and human resources component of what we need in business because we're only going to be as successful as the individual authentic selves show up as themselves and they come together and they collaborate with their coworkers and colleagues to, to create value for their clients here in this uh, southeastern North Carolina. So it's a delight to have you on the show. Thank you very much. To talk with you and share with others Appreciate more about Leith HR Group. So I always say to my clients, just go out and live a life of greatness. Thank you. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show, Lisa. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. It is warm. <clears throat> oh, my gosh.